Selamat datang di Meditate with Semaras. Nah, podcast ini tujuannya untuk sharing tips-tips untuk meningkatkan well-being kita secara fisik dan mental. Nah, untuk episode kali ini, kita akan mencoba menjawab nih sama tamu spesial kita hari ini. Bagaimana sih caranya kita bisa maintain physical well-being, sehatan jasmani ya, physical well-being, dan apa sih hubungannya physical dan mental well-being? Nah, kali ini tamu spesial kita salah satu expert dan entusias nih soal um, physical well-being atau physical and mental fitness dan akan sharing ilmu dan pengalamannya. Nah, aku mau memperkenalkan temanku Alisa Hairina, dia adalah seorang yoga instructor saat ini di Brick Studio dan Salsa Livid Studio dan dia juga punya podcast yang menarik banget nanti kalian bisa cek juga di Spotify. Namanya adalah Pursuit of Growth. podcast. Jadi cara-cara untuk bisa kita belajar dan berkembang menjadi manusia yang lebih baik. Halo Alisa, selamat datang. Hai hai hai. Nice to be here. Thank you for having me. Terima banyak waktunya. Kamu apa kabar? I'm good, I'm good. Thank you. How are you? I'm good. Very excited untuk ngobrol soal um, kesehatan, jasmani, physical health karena Um, kita kan sama-sama lagi di masa pandemi ya, jadi kita banyak di rumah dan kita lebih limited lah gitu kesehatan jasmaninya. Jadi pengen banget ngobrol-ngobrol sama Alisa tentang pengalamannya dan mungkin tips-tips juga yang bisa di-share buat teman-teman yang lagi dengerin hari ini. Gitu. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure. Mau nanya apa nih? Kita nah, mulai dari mana nih? Mungkin aku mulai dulu dengan nanya, kamu apa yang kamu... rasakan dan apa gunanya olahraga buat kamu? Olahraga menurut aku tuh it's part of karena aku juga sekarang kan guru yoga, so I I adopt exercising as my way of living. I feel like karena kayak when you say exercise, exercise tuh kan kayak kalau olahraga you ya yeah, olahraga kan jadi you exercise your body gitu. But then also you exercise your mind di yoga kan kita tahu ada yana yoga. And then, misalnya you read books, you go to school. That's for me. Sekarang juga that's also exercising. Gitu. And then, when we want to exercise our soul, kan kalau di yoga kan mind, body, and soul. And that's where I pray to God. Gitu. Jadi in a way, I feel like I've adopted exercising as my way of. Aku juga selalu bilang si yoga is is my way of living. It's not merely just practicing asana for me, tapi I bring it. of the mat as well gitu. And I feel like the more you exercise for goodness, uh, the more you are living life kan karena kayak you can feel it when you just mindlessly scrolling through Instagram or whatever for six hours and then on the sixth hours you feel like aduh udah 6 jam gak ngapa-ngapain I'm not living my life gitu kan rasanya. So yeah, for me that's what it is gitu. Menurut aku That's what I feel exercising is. <laughs> For sharing that, Alisa, itu menurut aku um, ada sebuah kemauan diri dan dari pengalaman juga ya untuk nggak hanya mindlessly olahraga, tapi bisa dikombinasiin juga sama sebagai hal yang spiritual to ourselves, mm-hmm. a greater thing, greater being lah gitu. Yes. Dan um, menurutku itu kayak apa ya, bisa melakukan dua hal yang penting di saat yang bersamaan gitu. Mm-hmm. Nah, aku juga penasaran nih kalau kalau Alisa kan artinya ngajar yoga dan itu men- udah sekalian olahraga. Selain itu, Alisa juga 
olahraga lain ya? Iya, karena I feel when you are a teacher, it's part of your job to always maintain that yes, especially your your physical being kan. Jadi I always try to move as much as I can. For the time being sih karena setelah pandemi aku surprisingly I'm doing a lot of yin, a lot of uh, myofascia release. Um, less of vinyasa dan usually waktu sebelum pandemi I lift weights tapi now that I cannot do it jadi uh, yeah, I'm doing less of that vinyasa of course karena aku masih ngajar yeah, a lot of yin and myofascia <laughs> which is surprising karena I used to like cannot <laughs> cannot be in yin for an hour <laughs> tapi surprisingly sekarang setelah pandemi it's more beneficial for me than More so than vinyasa, I would say, personally. Jadi, um, kamu kenapa itu bisa kayak gitu? Apakah itu lebih buat balancing? Karena mungkin buat teman-teman yang belum tahu, yin itu olah, uh, bukan olahraga, tapi olahraga juga, tapi yoga yang lebih grounding and opening um, our body to our senses, gitu. Jadi, lebih healing dan relaxing. Dan bagus buat kalau kita lagi lebih banyak anxiety juga kali ya. Atau a lot of emotion. Tapi mungkin Alisa bisa cerita sedikit juga yin buat Alisa tuh kayak gimana. Mungkin karena I think it's the feedback that I get from what I have at the moment. Usually I I move so much kan karena jadi uh, especially karena it's my job is also teaching vinyasa. Jadi I have so much energy in a day. Uh, but now that there's not much to do di rumah I feel like when I do too much penyasa, jadinya tuh setelah latihan malah I, I become more anxious, if that even makes sense. Karena with that energy, I don't have anything else to channel it to. Gitu. So I'm trying to balance it with yin. Um, terus ternyata malahan it works better. Gitu. Ya mungkin karena jadinya balance ya. Tapi itu sih, it's When I, karena tadinya aku benar-benar nggak suka yin banget kan, jadi when I realize that I can sit for an hour now for yin setelah pandemi ini di rumah, I realize that um, physical exercise itu definitely have a great impact on your, yeah as I said, it's a it's a feedback of what you get, not just when you're practicing, but even after that gitu loh, it impacts your whole entire day. Jadi, ya, ya mungkin itu kali ya. It's a spir- I, I, I never put it that way. Kayak maybe it's a spiritual for me. Uh, it's a spiritual things for me juga sekarang olahraga itu. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. Buat aku itu inspiring banget loh. Um, untuk check in with ourselves dan knowing what we need gitu. Karena kita mm-hmm. punya kecenderungan bilang kayak, oh aku orangnya aktif banget nih. Terus aku maunya olahraganya yang berat-berat aja gitu. Kayak I wanna do the running and the weightlifting. Terus aku orangnya nggak bisa diem gitu. Tapi sebenarnya kita lebih baik kalau bisa mempunyai balance rather than imbalance. Dan terinspirasi sama Alisa karena bisa um, bisa apa ya memfit olahraganya sedemikian rupa untuk be the best practice for you at this current moment gitu. Dan menurut aku itu penting banget salah satu self love kali ya. Um, yeah. Karena I feel like juga I at the beginning of pandemi ini juga I feel like I try so hard to fit myself into this I'm a vinyasa teacher so I have to do vinyasa 
Tapi it just turned out that it didn't work for me that well. Jadi, I just have to let it go bahwa kayak, ya yeah, at the moment, it's not what I need. <laughs> gitu. So, yeah. <laughs> we have to be brave enough, I think, ya, untuk kayak keluar dari that status quo yang we think we are, gitu. Jadi, as you said, kalau misalnya, if you're a runner, and you used to run like 10K a day, terus tiba-tiba you cannot run now, yeah, it's gonna be, It's gonna be very hard for yourself kalau you cannot go out of that. I have to run. I have to run. Gitu. I feel. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> banget karena sekarang juga lagi percakapan karena kita di pandemi kali ya. Percakapan mm-hmm. label who are we kayak kita mm-hmm. yang kerja jadi pekerja keras jadi kalau misalnya kerjanya nggak di luar lagi terus malah di rumah atau I am a people person tapi nggak ketemu physically kan jadi. Um, that narrow point of view lumayan limiting kali ya dan jadi yeah. uh, lebih adapting dan terbuka itu bagus juga gitu buat kita sekali-kali. Mm-hmm. Aku tertarik juga nih mau tahu artinya kalau kamu punya rutinitas olahraga kayak gini di masa pandemi, kamu pernah ngerasain juga enggak kayak minggu-minggu atau hari-hari yang kamu aduh aku malas nih olahraga. Itu gimana impact-nya ke kamu gitu punya rutinitas olahraga dan kadang juga nggak olahraga sama sekali kalau kalau itu the case banget sih banget banget kerasa banget but usually I can be off of my phone a lot more <laughs> kalau lagi hari-hari biasa tapi sekarang kan apalagi my house I live in one bedroom apartment so it's like very limited space gitu. jadi jalan dikit kasur jalan dikit sofa gitu it's very tempting to just like lay down and I feel like once you are laying down you have that loop of feedback in your body yang kayak okay this is comfortable I can just do this for the whole day gitu jadi kalau gue olahraga tuh emang sluggish banget sih cuma I try to again balance that whenever I feel very 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 sluggish I do ashtanga karena I don't karena I don't have to think about it I know like what the flow is uh, the, i mean the flow is already there i just have to follow it and it energizes you a lot gitu tapi ya again it's a day yang tiba-tiba i wake up i'm feeling jittery for some reason i do yin jadi balik lagi sih ke kayak maybe i'm very apa ya uh, blessed that i know yoga jadi i have this tools of okay i'm i'm feeling sluggish i can do ashtanga okay i'm feeling jittery i can do yin I'm not sure kalau misalnya yang biasanya olahraganya lain uh, adjustnya kayak gimana ya? Kan hmm. kalau lifting hanya lifting aja. I don't know how that can apply to other people, but that's what I do at least. Iya. Tapi itu membuat poin yang menarik sih karena um, mungkin teman-teman yang belum belum punya practice atau bukan di yoga specifically bisa mulai dengan mempunyai self check-in gitu pagi-pagi. Uh-huh. Kayak, oh aku bangun nih, um, apa yang mau aku lakukan hari ini, have an intention for the day. Aku butuhnya mungkin olahraga yang kayak gimana sih, atau aku butuh ngasih olahraga sama sekali, kemarin habis olahraga atau enggak. Mm-hmm. Jadi mungkin gently asking this question, dan ingat ini untuk benefit kita sendiri, jadi bisa ngejust. Jadi mungkin kita bisa lihat konsepnya juga, mungkin Alisa bisa cerita lebih lanjut, astangga kayak apa gitu ke teman-teman um, sebelum kita ke sana. Astangga tuh kayaknya. Kalau ashtanga itu, jadi I think it's one of the most traditional 
uh, practice in yoga and then flow-nya itu udah ditentuin. Jadi you have to it's it's yoga by number basically. Jadi dari awal sampai akhir sequence-nya itu aja. Wherever in the world you meet people do ashtanga pasti gerakannya kayak gini sama gitu. Dan gerakannya itu udah dijahit sama yang bikin so that the the whole practice can be apa ya? Uh, udah jelas gitu, it's for your pranayama, udah pasti jalan. Apa ya, gimana jelasinnya? Pernafasannya pasti dipakai. Physicalnya very challenge. Terus your mind, your focus is very challenge. Jadi it's it's a very challenging practice ya sebenarnya. Compared to what I do, vinyasa, we can be more um, easy about it. Kita bisa, sometimes we can go fast, sometimes we can go slow. Sometimes we can be creative and just make up poses, whatever comes to mind. Um, sometimes we can go traditional. Gitu. Jadi, it's a very strict practice, I would say, in yeah. yoga. Okay, okay. Tapi malah kita mendapatkan inspirasi gitu, karena mungkin sekarang um, untuk latihan atau practice ashtanga um, may be difficult buat yang benar-benar baru mulai. Tapi uh-huh. kita dapat inspirasi dari konsepnya. Jadi Kalau Alisa tadi cerita, pas badannya ngerasa pagi-pagi sluggish, malah pengennya olahraga yang bisa ngebalance sluggish itu untuk menjadi lebih enak gitu ya badannya. Jadi something yang udah tertata, udah jalan aja karena udah hafal gitu. Udah kayak muscle memory lah. Terus yeah. kalau misalkan um, lagi terlalu anxious, pagi-pagi bangun butuhnya malah yang lebih calming gitu. Kayak in yoga. Itu menarik sih, aku juga pengen mencoba aplikasinya. kan itu <laughs> so interesting enggak I, I said it, it's nice to balance out karena instantly you can feel it instantly kayak oke okay, setelah selesai ashtanga even if you do half terus langsung kayak oke okay, now I can do I can start the day <laughs> gitu yep 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 very cool nah um, aku tadi mau nanya other than mm-hmm. um, what do you feel are certain benefits for you olahraga. Kenapa aku tanya ini adalah karena ada orang banyak yang bilang karena aku ikut olahraga ini I feel that I'm growing gitu. Tapi is that sense of growth in you when you practice all these different exercises gitu? Because I do, aku benar-benar uh, apa ya endorsing. I would say I, I'm very I'm very big on combining exercises. Jadi I would say um, you if you have one thing that you really like misalnya running gitu try to balance it out with something that you like other than running jadi try to find your second and third best uh, buat just for you to get a whole apa ya benefit of working out i feel karena yaitu tadi sih balik ke maybe ini karena i don't know if if, if it's because i took yoga training, tapi kalau di yoga itu kan, kita diajarin bahwa di setiap pose-nya itu uh, there's an inspiration behind the poses, atau there's a meaning behind the poses, jadi pose-nya itu bukan cuman kayak we're just doing it, gitu. tapi di baik itu ada meaning-nya, jadi for me yoga is a little bit more spiritual I mean other than my job ya, kalau I'm doing it myself, it's a little bit more spiritual karena the poses reminds me of Okay, this is how I should live my life. La 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 la. Tapi when I wanna be more 
mechanical maybe about it i just do weightlifting karena then it's just about my muscle gitu loh jadi my point is like um, there's benefit a different benefit behind different exercises and you can just make that up really kayak for you running itu di, karena kan ada yang i mean for for example kayak athletes for sure olahraga yang mereka pilih itu pasti it's their whole life gitu the meaning of that exercise for them is literally their whole life um, but if you're not an athlete it could be just like if you're running maybe it's your moving meditation or it can be anything that you like gitu jadi ya itu the benefit for me untuk yoga it's a little bit more spiritual uh, lifting is a little more a little bit physical and for me maybe running is a little bit more um, apa ya sometimes aku lari juga because I really hate it that's the one I hate the most hmm. jadi sometimes I just do it to just like get out of my comfort zone gitu. I see aku suka banget that you pointed out about ini um, moving meditation itu salah satu konsep hmm. yang mungkin bisa jadi baru buat teman-teman kita boleh nggak cerita sedikit hmm. what do you mean by moving meditation jadi jadi um, apa ya the not the stigma ya tapi kayak the the image of meditation widely kan in the world is like you sit down you close your eyes and you you don't move gitu Padahal the main point of meditation is not to sit down. It's not merely the physical representation. It's more of what's going on within. Gitu. Jadi, uh, yeah, for me, sit um, sit up meditation is very challenging. Uh, yeah, again, karena maybe I move so much both physically and mindfully uh, in in the mind jadi i prefer moving meditation a lot more um jadi the point is what you experience when you're in seated meditation you can experience when you are moving really jadi gimana ya jelasin meditation bingung juga sih because you can't really you can't really have a theory without experiencing it right yeah, yeah. no i Agree with you. Yeah. Aku, you can just you can just blop about meditation tuh rasanya gini 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 gini. But you can't really know until you like feel it yourself. Yeah, that's true. Kalau aku boleh share menurut aku moving meditation itu kita aware aja sih just observing mm-hmm. what we are feeling when we are exercising. It's merely that eh, aku pas diajarin in my yoga teacher training juga selalu disebut gitu this term. This this um, asana is a moving meditation kayak sun salutation A is, is the moving meditation enggak usah mikirin gitu jalanin aja. Then paying attention to your breath especially menurut aku kayak oh yeah I'm calming down not necessarily karena olahraga juga increasing heart rate ya yeah, tapi kayak just noticing the breath and kayak sweat kayak ada ke muka gitu atau ke mata gitu kayak oh yeah um, just being in the present karena olahraga mm-hmm. itu gitu dan itu salah satu apa ya multi level benefit sih kayaknya menurut aku buat olahraga juga mm-hmm. yeah. true and it really just can be anything that perlu juga sih kayak ya yeah, again when you're running you can be in the, your moving meditation when you're 
even when you're lifting really bisa kayak when you count you focus on your shape on your form I I feel like I can say that um, meditation tapi to be honest banyak sih yang kayak emang udah practice it meditation hardcore gitu mereka they can be very hard on what meditation should be hmm. like kayak i feel like they would disagree with me to say uh, meditation can be moving karena ya emang sih seated meditation the benefit the benefit is really maybe on max ya kalau lagi duduk Yeah. I can agree with that. Gitu. Tapi ya, uh, you know, not a lot, not everybody can. And it's not for it's not everybody's cup of tea, maybe. Yeah, yeah, is what I can say. I I generally think so too. Okay, mm-hmm. have the different opinions shaped by their own experience of what work and what doesn't work for them personally, juga kan. Yeah. yeah. Dan aku kebayang yeah. lagi olahraga pakai weights gitu. Um, what the PT personal trainer yang suka bilang kayak oh just imagine the muscle you're building jadi kayak malah mm-hmm. have higher impact dan itu juga salah satu moving meditation karena you're observing the position of where the muscle is gitu dan working it out jadi itu salah satu tips juga <laughs> yeah totally exactly yeah that's so interesting yeah. aku actually mau deep dive lagi sedikit lagi about the mind body connection gitu karena kita diajarin di yoga dan kita juga lihat di olahraga lain kita bersama moving meditation gimana sih caranya biar kita up the level gitu dari hanya sekedar olahraga dan being mindful menjadi benar-benar exercise yang bagus mentally juga gitu kan it's important di masa pandemi ini both mentally and physically that we are sound and okay karena it's it's a tough time for everyone gitu in all different mm-hmm. conditions Uh, what do you think about that? Um, I think when you can go beyond the reasoning behind you exercising can go beyond just physical. Karena setelah jadi apalagi setelah jadi guru yoga tuh banyak banget yang nanya kayak how can you uh, I don't know like strengthen your abs or how can you like your, the flaps in your arms and all in all that's good I feel like but once you tapi for me that's by product karena yeah when you move automatically no doubt pasti you're gonna get the benefit like the physical benefit gitu tapi when you have uh, a reason beyond your physical that'll like charge you every day more so than karena setelah dapat six pack it's like okay now I got it gitu kayak what more after this sementara kalau misalkan you you wanna be apa maksudnya Uh, tujuannya you wanna be healthy your whole life or you wanna be I don't know even even for like you wanna have a good life so that you can um, serve your partner in life even that even if for other people gitu I feel like that's that would be more than just your apps <laughs> if that makes sense yeah yeah it does yeah <laughs> jadi question to ask ourselves for sure yeah Mm-hmm. Did you try to find more uh, or deeper reason why you are moving? Gitu. Atau karena kayak, I don't know, contohnya kalau di yoga tuh kan kayak suka ada yang nanya, Al, gimana sih caranya headstand gitu? Well, what's the what's the reason behind you want to do headstand gitu? Karena kayak in everyday, in everyday life, 
we don't really do headstand everywhere gitu loh kayak it's really an uh, a skill that we don't really use gitu jadi i, I i'm really stressing um onto my students buat kayak find a reason behind why you want to do headstand first and then eventually your body will be in headstand hmm. karena otherwise if it's just like the shape you're doing headstand you're going to end up injuring yourself no doubt karena you want to rush into it right karena ya end goal-nya cuma kayak i want to be in that position yeah if that makes sense i mean dari dari my experience kayak gitu sih tapi buat teman-teman my students yang ngomong kayak i want to do headstands because i know because they know like there's chakra and everything they can go up way faster and hmm. way better hmm. than yang cuma pengen headstand yeah. not to shame everybody anybody <laughs> loh <laughs> i feel like that, that sounds bad when i say it out loud but that's the truth i feel ya itu tadi ya enggak sih yeah. <laughs> actually fascinating sih kayak um, asking ourselves the why gitu karena itu enggak cuma mm-hmm. di olahraga dan atau di yoga and specifically kayak i have had my my time and my period yang kayak aku kan baru yoga 2 tahun nih terus i can't even really do like a proper long hands headstand more than 5-10 seconds gitu. Tapi dulu pas baru mulai masuk ke yoga teacher training sama orang-orang yang udah latihan 5, 6, 8, 10 tahun. They can do all kind of inversion very easily. Terus aku kayak, kok bisa ya? Terus my ego was like, I also have to do it now gitu. Kayak, I also have to learn to do everything now. Tapi padahal kita lihat lagi, there is so much different factors gitu. Kayak orang ada berapa lama Olahraga udah latihan sama teachernya safely dan gak di situ. It's not for them to show off. It's part of their inversion practice gitu emang. Mm-hmm. Emang ada yeah. di sequence-nya mereka. Dan itu bukan bukan dari nol lagi. Sementara aku waktu itu dari nol lagi. Jadi, I recognize, oh, there's this ego of, of like, gak mau ketinggalan, gak mau kalah gitu. Apalagi dikasih mm-hmm. space kan kayak, oh ya, yeah, 5-10 menit silahkan do your inversion practice or do this asana insta. Jadi, itu sebuah pelajaran for me to really see myself on the mat oh, this is how I react to instructions and this is how my ego reacts to wanting to show off or something or being in competition. And then it reflects me being off the mat. So I'm like, huh, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. Exactly, that's, uh, you conveyed better, way better than I do. kita melengkapi tapi I think you are a really really great point yang aku bahkan gak begitu sadar kayak ya ya there's the process that gitu exactly karena ya itu exactly what we mean when we say yoga is not about touching the toes kan it's about learning on the way down gitu I love that karena ya So yeah, it's not yeah. about touching the toes. You can bend your knees kalau enggak bisa touch your toes, tapi Yes. Itu <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Ya makanya tadi aku bilang yoga and asana it's pretty uh, spiritual for me karena waktu olahraga yoga ada kayak gitu yang ada pikiran-pikiran kayak gitu yang bikin aku very well connected with the practice gitu. Oke buat teman-teman, mungkin ini sekalian tips buat teman-teman yang di rumah kayak ya yoga nih ngebosenin gini-gini gini. Maybe you're practicing mindlessly to be honest. Karena when you when you are fully on the mat, you won't be uh, bored at all. <laughs> I guarantee. <laughs> gitu. 
ko. <laughs> it's it's the little things that shift the mindset, like shifting the mindset that just changes the whole practice. Jadi it's, yeah. it's a really good tip. I appreciate that. Yeah. Menarik sih karena aku kemarin juga dengerin your podcast Pursuit of Growth, um, beberapa hal yang touching soal physical well-being juga ya. Kayak misconceptions mengenai angka berat badan atau kalau enggak salah ada diet juga. Apa yang bisa Aisyah mungkin ceritain juga kali ke teman-teman di sini bahwa these two are not everything or there are certain misconceptions about physical well-being in this area gitu. Yeah, I think well maybe to begin with I'm I want to make a disclaimer that I am a, I'm very big on language. Maksudnya menurut aku bahasa itu it's a world shaper like there's a reason why we have the word gurih for example terus kayak bule mereka enggak punya they don't have the direct translation of gurih kan karena mm. in their world enggak <laughs> ada makanan yang rasanya gurih so okay. they don't need the word for it gitu okay okay whereas for us makanan kita banyak yang gurih so we need a word for makanan yang rasanya gurih gitu and that's only the word gurih what about other words yang plays bigger into our day to day gitu kan into our mind especially jadi menurut aku when when apa ya uh, when the word we have is used uh, for other things that it is not it can like literally shape the world that we have in our mind gitu mm-hmm. jadi kalau kita bilang kita gendut ya makanya kita kan selalu kayak Kalau lo bilang lo gendut ya lo emang gendut terus even if you're not gitu. Because that's your world, that's like what you feed in yourself through your language gitu kan. Jadi um, kenapa aku bikin si Don't Butcher the Word itu? Sebenarnya Don't Butcher the Word itu awalnya the the series in my podcast is actually uh, was intended to be a book. Aku nulis itu sebenarnya awalnya buat buku, tapi I feel like with podcast there can be more of like engaging conversation about it because I feel like we used so many different words in like a wrong setting I would say well maybe not wrong sih tapi kayak not in the right way I would say mm-hmm. jadinya it's yeah for example kayak tadi diet gitu we always say kita diet pengen kurus biar pengen kurus terus kita diet tuh kita cut off our meal by like half and some people may go even like to an extreme by not eating anything until they reach that certain number gitu. which I feel like that's because they are using the word diet for that reason mm. and ended up just hurting themselves in return gitu. talking about ahimsa kan <laughs> not harming mm-hmm. jadi um, yeah when we yeah I think what we need to shift first is like our perception of the words we use in our day to day karena that's really is impactful for yeah how we live our life ya yeah. karena it, it's a world shaper i would say bisa aja kayak misalkan kamu ngomong this one word and for you it means different and for me it means different mm-hmm. jadinya our, our perception about that certain thing is different kan okay yeah. Aku benar-benar appreciate that you are doing this great message and great thing <laughs> community and humanity in general. Karena menurut aku, it's it's something that's 
so important, but I don't know anyone yet who has done it the way you do, carrying the message that you have. Gitu. Jadi, menurut aku, it's it's something super beneficial, dan aku pun bahkan belajar banyak. I think this four episode, ya, yeah, udah nge-publish mm-hmm. so far. So, I'm very excited. Which I think belum, which I think belum tentu juga yang aku bilang di podcast aku is the right way to use the word. So that's why hopefully it, it can be a discussion within the community to like. I would like to have people to point it out at me like, hey, that's not what it means juga gitu. Jadi we can have a conversation about it, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I always notice that untuk apa email kamu atau nge DM kamu ya. Iya. Nanti kita taruh di ini deh um, di description juga pastinya. Um, so jadi <laughs> if they want to reach out to you and also follow your podcast and, and your work bisa juga ada di situ. Thank you for that, babies. <laughs> Thank you banyak nih. Uh, Thank you banget, Alisa, for for everything that you've been sharing. Okay, honestly, it's it's not that simple to shift the perspective, tapi it's really inspiring. And makanya aku mau lanjut nanya as we are um, finishing soon this this mm-hmm. episode. Um, gimana caranya buat kita setelah terinspirasi from listening this podcast? Tapi benar-benar actually do it gitu. Karena kayak, kayak kamu cerita di awal, we're in a pandemic where we live di rumah yang ke kasur dekat, ke kitchen dekat. We have limited space gitu. Jadi Gimana sih menurut kamu caranya melawan rasa malas di olahraga? Untuk olahraga? Mm, for, um, I feel like, uh, gimana ya? Maybe it's gonna be different for people yang udah biasa olahraga dan biasa nggak olahraga. Karena for me, aku yang biasa olahraga, once the pandemic, uh, the lockdown hits, it really just demotivated me to move. Maybe the first one, two months, I literally did do anything and that's okay right <laughs> tapi it can be very soul crushing gitu karena kayak you have that idea of who you are kayak biasanya gue lari gini masa gue sekarang gak bisa so I think for those people who are used to work out daily don't beat yourself up into it <laughs> and I feel like just do less is okay as long as you still do it but for those people who are not used to it um, what I did Dulu tuh aku juga gak sehat banget. But what I did is to just make uh, simple daily activities as part of my workout. Jadi kalau misalkan kayak... Dulu what I do is at my home, di tangga gitu. Whenever I want to go to the kitchen. I just like go back and forth three times before I make it to the kitchen. <laughs> I did. Karena gak usah long. Lompat-lompat juga sih, kayak jalan aja. Karena um, I read something like, maybe, maybe that was seven years ago probably. Um, it says it says something to the to the effect of uh, when, so your body needs to take, uh, to adjust, to take that pressure that you need in exercise, in any exercise. Karena it's going to move the muscles that you don't, use in your just walking and daily activities gitu so you need to adjust into it and once you your body is adjust you're gonna automatically crave for more you just yeah. start by by that kayak walking in and out five times before make it to bed 
or like I don't know something like that. Uh, baru abis itu nanti badannya kebiasa sendiri, which effective for me. <laughs> Sekarang aku olahraga terus, <laughs> gitu. Really good, karena it's so simple and it actually it, it is true. Yang pertama it's the shift of the mindset and then just do it easily and don't beat yourself up ya kayak tadi kata Alisa. Terus mm-hmm. nanti juga badannya ngerasa butuh olahraga and then and then it mm-hmm. starts from there. You you grow slowly tapi surely as long as you do it. Gitu. Yeah. Karena to be honest, kalau misalkan langsung kayak you never do workout tiba-tiba you do it harshly. You're gonna be demotivated, and you don't want to do it again. <laughs> it becomes a punishment, can for yourself. Jadi kayak, I think you you study psychology too, right? Yeah, that's like, yeah. yeah, it's like punishment and reward. Bener, bener yeah, why would why would we want to punish ourselves for? <laughs> that's true. For something we didn't do even. <laughs> true, that's gitu. true. Apalagi orang kalau baru mulai nge-gym ya, terus kayak why harus <laughs> ngerjain ini? Exactly. <laughs> there's a really good study yang bilang emang kita kalau misalkan um, belajar itu karena kita merasa there is a reward itu ada kayak mm-hmm. reward system kita gitu there's um, dopamine coming in saying hey this is what you're doing is actually good for you you feel good then if you want to experience this again do it jadi itu ada subconscious mm-hmm. Um, tapi untuk perubahan yang besar mungkin emang mulainya slowly subconsciously then it will lead up into kayak I need more I need more of, of a good thing ya yeah. gitu tapi yeah. semua harus in balance <laughs> yeah true that's always the point right <laughs> everything has to be in balance <laughs> yun yun yang thank you banget Alisa thank you so much for sharing Thank you for having me, Sherry. <laughs> yeah, I'm really happy to talk to you again. Kayak terakhir kita ketemu setahun yang lalu, baru ngopi sekali, terus kita latihan ya langsung. Apa? Mm-hmm. Kita langsung kita latihan. yoga. Kita yoga. Gudang-gudang. <laughs> ya, semoga ya setelah pandemi kita bisa ketemu lagi. Mm-hmm. Juga bareng. Nah, mungkin yeah. karena sekarang belum bisa bareng, mungkin teman-teman uh, bisa dikasih tahu resource atau Mungkin jadwal atau di mana bisa latihan yoga sama Alisa atau keep in touch? Mm-hmm. Kalau misalnya, if you want to practice yoga with me, I teach Vinyasa, um, beginners, dan bahasa Indonesia, uh, bisa ikut latihan di Salsa Lipit hari Kamis jam 5. Kalau yang, if you're intermediate to advance, um, I teach in English hari Selasa di Breathe Studio, through Zoom, dua-duanya. So you can just book through Breathe atau Salsa Lipit. Gitu. Atau together. We're also in together. Gitu. Oke. Okay. <laughs> I will do it deh. Next week. Next week. Karena aku okay. um, ngajarnya weekend. Jadi pas. Kamu ngajarnya weekday kan? Jadi aku bisa bisa join in one of your classes lah. Yay. Finally practice with you. I always say, I want to practice with you, but it didn't happen. Keburu waktu itu. But I'm happy. Kamu kelasnya sendiri? Atau on, on studio? Sendiri? Okay. Aku masih sendiri, aku masih um, easing into it, jadi Sabtu Minggu, mm-hmm. um, a mix of power in the afternoon, Sabtu, hari Minggu, Vinyasa pagi, jadi um, lebih ngebalance lah ya, soalnya aku ngerasa kalau power yoga pagi-pagi berat juga, 
untuk <laughs> buat yang ngajar juga. <laughs> Bangun-bangun kayak oke, okay. ayo latihan core. Oke. Maybe I'll join your uh, vinyasa class juga and on Sunday ya. Yeah. 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 Terus mau ada pranayama meditasinya dikit gitu kan gak bisa. Oh nice. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Jarak loh yang sering banyak-banyak. Coba <laughs> sananya. Soalnya kayak it, it makes such a difference between 3-5 hmm. minutes of sebasana and makes a whole life kayak much better kalau a bit Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oke okay deh, Alisa thank you so much for everything. Thank you for all the inspiration that you're giving in this podcast and to the world. Thank you so much. Thank you, love, for having me. Um, so, buat teman-teman, terima kasih banyak udah ngedengerin podcast ini. Kalau nanti juga mau dengerin podcastnya Alisa, bisa search aja di Spotify, namanya um, Pursuit of Growth. Dan jangan lupa follow dan share both episode ini dan juga episode-episodenya Alisa. Uh, <laughs> Kalau misalkan dirasa beneficial gitu buat, buat teman-temannya. Mm-hmm. Oke okay deh, sampai episode selanjutnya. Namaste. Bye-bye. Bye.